It's um it's Hope Ford Wheat here on Read Me Romance. We have an audiobook called Just Call Me Baby. Mm-hmm. She's so nice on Instagram. She messages me all the time. She's so sweet. And I, I like her little avatar is the cutest thing ever because it's a cartoon picture of her. And every time I see her, I'm like, she's so cute. And I'm like, she's not anime Leah. <laughs> like, I have to remind myself she's a person in real life. <laughs> it does. It kind of reminds me of like one of the characters from Inside Out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Doesn't she look like yeah. the, that's what her Yeah, she looks like Joy looks like a like little me. bit. <laughs> she does look like Joy, yeah. Uh-huh, with long hair. So here we go. I've got her, um, okay, so here's her bio. Short, sweet, steamy. Best-selling author Hope Ford has over 80 titles available. She's written multiple series, Alpha Hero, Get Inked, Alpha Men, numerous family series, MC series, and is now working on an all-new paranormal bear shifter series. She loves writing about curvy women finding love. To stay up to date on new releases, copy and paste this link to a new note. <laughs> forward.com forward slash subscribe. And go. I believe that if you if you go to her website, you can sign up to get some freebies too. So um, definitely yeah. go check out hopeforward.com. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to play her her uh, the first half of her audiobook, Just Call Me Baby, in a little while. I want to kick it off with asking Mel about your dream because you said yes. you that you said that remind me to at, tell oh. you about my dream on the podcast and I was like okay <laughs> this is so weird I guess my husband comes to bed and he's like you're laying in bed and he's like you got your hand up in the air like this and he's like and you're writing <laughs> <laughs> and he's like and he's like you didn't do this for like a minute he said this was like 15 minutes he said I was dying and then you would stop and put your finger in your nose <laughs> And then do it again. No, that's no, Mel. That's you're 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 haunted. Something's going on with you. That's not normal. And then he said he the next night I was doing it again, but only like this. Not all weird because you don't even write like you type. I I said, "Why did you wake me up?" He's like, "Because you were fun." I was. He's like, "Look like you were working." I was like, "I don't want to work in my dream." Even in your sleep, there's no rest. I love this. This is. This Do is your crazy. husbands ever have nightmares? Yes, mine does. my husband has a nightmare like every night. Oh wow, that's pretty. And I have night. to wake him up. Jesus. It's so weird. Uh-huh. He he he. And he's. I guess he like. So he grew up in a haunted house, mm-hmm. and he still dreams about it all the time. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah, he. It was like a house um, in Ireland. As, as the street was called Brookwood Rise. And he talks about it all the time that he would run past this one room and somebody would reach out and grab his ankle every time he ran past it. <gasps> no, burn it down with fire. No. Yeah. And he, t- he tells about all these times like um, his sister would see a little boy standing behind her in the mirror. Nope. And that's the room. Nope. That, that's the room mm-hmm. where um, he would run by and somebody would reach out and grab his First ankle. First of all. You need to divorce Pat because that demon has followed <laughs> him into your him. house. Yep. You need to get the fuck out, Tessa. Get Mackenzie. Get the fuck out. 
one time him and his siblings were, uh, him and his brother were having a big fight in like the foyer, like mm-hmm. area, you know, like right by the front door. And the, he said somebody went bam, 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 like on the door, like mm-hmm. as it like, like knock it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, and they were standing right in front of the door. They opened it and there was nobody there. Like no one around. No. For yeah. And he tells all these stories. The door about, on the like, office just, just moved. I'm, I'm not <laughs> fucking shitting you. I'm sending the ghost to you down through the wire. Stop it. I'm so but he, yeah, he, they, 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 they tell these stories and the dad, uh, their dad always says, you don't know 10% of what happened. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> I know. They and still I'm live like, in that house? No, no, no. Oh, uh-uh. Uh, I would never go to visit. If that no. was the case, I would never go. Do you know, I read this book one time and it was, um, her name was like Concetta Bertali or something. She was a medium and I was reading it. Oh, it's called, um, do dead people watch you shower? And so I read this book and it was kind of crazy because at the time my friend and I, Laura, like she's, she's from the UK, she's Welsh. And so, um, we were talking about like spirits and stuff like that. And I, I don't know if it's a big belief over there. I don't know. Maybe it's just, maybe it was just her, but, um, she was telling me about all the stuff. She was like, Oh, you need to read this book. Did, did dead people watch you shower? And I was like, okay. So I read it and I swear to God, at one point during reading this book, I woke up. And I was jacking off my husband. And I was like, what? And I woke up and I was like, what the fuck? And I rolled over. He's like, wait, 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 wait. He's like, no, 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 don't stop. I like woke up mid-jack off. I'm like, I don't know how that happened. It was the weirdest thing. That's never happened to me. It's never happened to me since. But it happened to me when I was reading that book. It was so funny. And I'll I'll never forget it. It was so weird. But yeah, there was, it was another night where I was having a nightmare that somebody was chasing me and like, I was like having a fight or something like that, but I couldn't. And I was like, help, help, help. And I woke myself up, like calling for help. And I hear my husband beside me go, you get the fuck off of her. And he's like, <laughs> he's dreaming and he's having a nightmare that he's fighting someone off of me that I woke him up. And I was like, what the fuck? He was like, somebody was trying to get you and I was getting them, I was kicking their ass. And I was like, <laughs> I just dreamed it all the time. Like, it was insane. That's weird. We've had a couple of times where that's happened, where I'll wake up and I'm like, I'm like, where, where's the spider? And he's like, the spider's right here. And he's like, whoa. <laughs> like, we're, like, we're both dreaming about the same thing. That's happened a couple of times where it's like really freaky, where it's like, we're both <sighs> searching. Me. We're both searching for the same thing or we're both fighting the same thing and we're both like stressed out about the same thing. And it may be. Well, what if you're talking in your sleep and it's getting into the other person's Oh, it totally could yeah. be. Totally could yeah. do that. But it was just crazy that like I was calling out for help in my and I woke myself up calling for help and he's like you get the fuck off her and I was like that's right that's right that's my hero. My husband <laughs> makes this like really awful sound when he has nightmares and I'm so conditioned to waking up like on the mm-hmm. the like the drop of a dime mm-hmm. like when I hear that sound and I like throw myself across the bed to wake him up because it scares me the sound so badly that I have to stop it immediately. Or it like really gets me nervous, you know, like, um, so he dad's like been four nights in a row and I'm like, what I was like, what are you traumatized? (laughs) Like what is happening in (laughs) your brain? You can't even remember. No, he can't or he does. And he just doesn't want to tell me, but I, I don't know. Um, Where's your trauma from? Share it with Wait, me. Tell, share, share your, your trauma. trauma. <laughs> Please. Speaking of trauma, um, 
I had, have you guys been watching Unsolved Mysteries, the reboot yes, on Netflix? Yes, and I hate that show. I hate it. And my husband loves it, so Is we've been watching guy? it. Yes. I see No, it. I don't like Why it. Why don't you like it? I don't like it. It's your thing. There's no, hap- they're not happily ever, there's no, there's no cool inclusion. There's no there's resolution. No That's, yeah. I hated the show when I was a kid because I'm not, I'm not. You're just telling me there's a killer around. Great. <laughs> like, like, I feel like that's all it's doing is telling me there's these horrible killers around me that we can't figure, that we can't solve the crime. Yeah, but the cool thing about it is that they have tip lines and they have that's places where you can. Said. Yeah, he was yeah, like, like, we like, might, we might actually solve, solve these Yeah, things. he's like, it's helping solve. But one of them's near you, Mel. We, the one we watched last night was in, um, it's in Missouri. It's in Sligo. Is that right? Is that near you? I, we looked it up Sligo's and I was like, that's Ireland. near, that's near mel it's it was the the last episode because there's only like four or five but it's really good because we've been enjoying it so i I mean i i wish there was a better conclusion but it is really well done it's well done it's it's crazy like just so yeah so each one's a mystery obviously yeah yeah and they're trying to figure out what happened and um they're really well done Mm -hmm. i'm just like of they really don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. Like they have a body mm-hmm. and they don't know how the body got there, yeah. how it happened. Um, and so like you're coming up with all these theories and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I remember when I was a child and that's where, that's my childhood oh, trauma yeah, same. is laying in my bed at night and hearing that downstairs. My parents are upstairs listening, listening to Unsolved Mysteries and being in my bed, like, terrified Shaking. just from yes. the guy's voice mm-hmm. and that music and like just images that you would see on screen like they wouldn't let me watch really um until I got older mm-hmm. but remembering images that I would see on the screen like a glass moving across the table <laughs> or something with nobody touching it yeah. I would just lay there in my bed thinking about like is that thing on my dresser gonna move and I would just stare at it hmm. you know I wonder how adult Tessa got this way Hmm. <laughs> I've seen the meme where it's like, where did your trauma come from? <laughs> it's like Unsolved Mysteries. Unsolved Mysteries. I'm telling you, that show, just the music alone is enough. And so the new one, it's the same music, but it's like Same music, but yeah, of, it's really, it's so much better. It's not as, it's, it's, not, it's cheesy. not as scary yeah. for some reason. They but. don't have like the the host and stuff like they did before. It's just a it's documentary style and it's really oh, good. I remember like that guy. Out. Yeah, you'd like it, Mel. I, I, I think I, you. I think you need to. I clicked on it. I should watch it this weekend. I actually. Yeah. I have a habit of rewatching things. Like I'll watch. Mm-hmm. I've watched Housewives over and over before, and I actually yeah. seen something the other day I thought was interesting—a meme or whatever. It said, "I just found out that people who suffer from anxiety tend to rewatch the same TV shows all over again <laughs> because." We already know what's going to happen next. Therefore, it creates a sense of safety and comfort. Oh, yeah. That's what? why I watch The Office. <laughs> I watch The Office a million times because it's going to give me good feelings. But um, you were saying, like, trauma right now that I'm experiencing is from my husband playing the video game The Last of Us 2. It's, it's, oh, my it's God. Rob playing that. Yep. Ugh. Let me tell you. He, that, my so husband I, was so pissed. So, so we haven't gotten to the end of it, so don't spoil it for me. Cause I, so my husband, he'll game, he'll play, and my thing is, is I'll watch him play, cause it's kind of like a movie for me, and but it's that sort of choose is. your own adventure. It's really good. Like, it's so well done. It's so good. Like it, you know, for anybody who's into video games at all, if you know, if you're into video games, you know about this video game. All of us like actually sat down and watched it like a movie. Oh my god! Yeah. Everybody. So. 
Yeah, the first the first one came out like four years ago, and it took them four years to make the second one because it's so involved. But um, so the first one is oh God, it's 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 a masterpiece. That's the only way to describe that game because it's about this guy who gets. Um, he's, he's basically saving this young girl the whole time. He finds this young girl and she's a teenager and he, he saves her. And the second one is like four years later and she's out for revenge. Yeah, he has to save and her it's because like, he lost his daughter. Yeah. Who was around the same age. And so, and she, it turns out like she is immune and, and all this stuff. So like it, there's all these great storylines that go along with it. And this second one's intense. So the first game I sat there and watched my husband play the whole game. So I'm watching him play the second one and we're not to the end of it yet. So I don't know what happened. So, oh my God, I can't wait. And so, um, so anyways, there's these things they call they're zombies and they call them clickers and the sound that they make is awful. It sounds like a tooth being pulled, but over mm. and over and over. It's like these, they call them clickers because of that, but it sounds like teeth coming out. It's just, it's the most chilling sound, but it's like, it, it's so good at the same time. Like it's thriller and it's scary and it's exciting, but, and the game is beautiful. It's so beautiful, but, um, but yeah, it's been giving me a lot of trauma lately. <laughs> We've been staying up like super late. Like we were up to like two in the morning last nice. night because he was trying to beat like this one part. But um, and then my daughter lost three teeth over the weekend, and I kept Ashley. thinking, like, yeah, like she had she had one like loose molar, and like the one behind it came out while I was trying to pull the one that was loose. And I was like, what the fuck? And the next morning, she rocks in my room, and she's like, oh, trying to get out. <laughs> like she like came out with her cereal. But I told her I was like, molars don't have deep roots, so they pop out easy. And these, the baby, baby molars do, they don't have any root to them. So, and she just, it's, she's at that age where she's just losing teeth left and right now. So I don't oh think God, there's it's anything. It's so funny when they lose disgusting. teeth and they get so shaken up over it. Oh. And there's, there's nothing. <laughs> like my more my daughter shakes. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> she's so, she's like, you know, she acts like, like her arm just came off. Lydia's like, super <laughs> excited. Like she's jacked up and proud of herself because she usually pulls them herself. And so she's like, yes. Like she's oh. like psyched up. Like I'm going to go like build something now. Like, and she's getting some money <laughs> from the tooth. I told you the first two teeth Mackenzie lost. The first one that came out was on her first day of um, kindergarten. <laughs> Gosh. And she first day of kindergarten, she comes out, and the teacher's like, there was a lot of blood. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second time, it, she had one that was loose, and she was playing soccer, and somebody threw an elbow, and it came out on the soccer field, screaming blood everywhere. We had to carry her crying to the car. So she has just, like, a bad history of losing teeth, you know? Yeah, so she's traumatized from it. Yeah. <laughs> So I have an email here from a lady listener. I figure we could. Yeah, let's do it. Do it. Okay. Hello, lady DJs. So the subject line is sexually confused. Uh, (laughs) Hello, lady DJs. I'm emailing you to ask about sexuality. I have no one else to ask about this stuff. I'm a 23-year-old virgin. I have no idea what I am. I get excited when I read dirty scenes with guys, but when I watch porn, only lesbian porn does it for me. Does this make me a lesbian? I'm sorry if this sounds ignorant or stupid, but I'm from a small town where I feel like no one talks about it. I have no sexual experience with other uh, either gender, so I'm sorely lacking in sexual knowledge. I'm emailing instead of posting on Facebook because I can be somewhat anonymous through email. Any guidance you could give me would be fantastic and greatly appreciated. You're a, lady, you're a loyal listener. Oh, that's so sweet. First of all, labels are for ketchup. 
You know, like honestly, you don't have to tell, you don't have to label yourself. You can, you, I just want to start with that. You don't have to say, I am a lesbian. I am heterosexual. You don't have to say, I'm homosexual. You don't have to say, I'm gender fluid, non binary. Whatever you want to do is what you can do. I just want to start with that. Now, it's okay to be turned on by both because I got turned on by both too. Yes. Yeah. I, I think it's just, you know, like, I think there's just a certain degree of, what turns you on in in what capacity there's that famous uh stand-up comedy that says that what is it ron white when he talks about when you watch porn like you're gay and the dude's like no i'm not gay he's like when you watch a girl get fucked do you want a guy with a little dick no i want a big dick do you want it soft or hard i want it hard do you want a hard big dick and you're telling me you're not gay. <laughs> like, you know, like he has that whole joke. I mean, that's an extreme example. But it's the same thing about, you know, guys don't always watch girl on girl. They'll watch a dude fuck a girl. And that they're watching dudes fuck too. You know, like it's, you know, it's it's sort of like what's the degree that you're attracted to somebody else? I am mostly attracted to men. So I define myself as heterosexual and I married a man. But, I mean, there's very hot girl-on-girl shit. Like, there's women that have been like, yes, I would like to touch that, you know? Yeah, and there could be a chance that you just are, maybe you are attracted to females. But on the other, but, I mean, if you are, you're telling us that you haven't had any experience sexually, it could be that you're just very non-threatened by watching two women have sex. Yeah. And it might be just really comforting to you. Yeah, for sure. It might not be that you are necessarily attracted to them. It might just be that you can relax. Um, That's a great point. To enjoy yourself. You feel safe with that because you know yeah. that. That's a known quantity. Yeah, you might feel safe with that. And that's probably why you feel safe reading romance too mm-hmm. because you know like what you're getting and you know mm-hmm. you can trust your authors that you like and things like that. But um, as far as, like, get it, it, you know, like, I don't know if the, you're looking to get sexual experience or if you want to, like, go out and find a, someone to have that experience with. And I don't know. Like, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know. Um, if you go like, back a couple episodes, your... we have the answer. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. The, the male, the male uh, sex workers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. You could hire a, Yeah. You can rent a dick. <laughs> yeah, safely. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> uh, tell somebody where you're going. <laughs> I think that would be kind of comfortable, no? Mm-hmm. You've never seen this person before. They come, you're going to yeah. be able to talk to them. Like, I've mm-hmm. never done this. You know what I mean? It might be easier. I'm going to write this book. <laughs> I know. I know. I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, there's like, uh, I don't know, there's a, there's absolutely nothing wrong with you. You're yeah. totally perfectly normal. Everybody, you know, like, is attracted to different things at different times for different reasons. It's like... Um, I remember I had friends that are lesbians and they watch, they watch guy on guy porn. They said that's what turns them on when they watch porn together. They watch two dudes go at it. I don't know. I mean, it's just, there's, there's no, there's no right answer. You know, there's no labels. You yeah. can do whatever it is that turns you on is oh totally okay. And exploring that safely is totally healthy too, especially if you've never had sex before. You know, sometimes like it takes a future. I had plenty of dick I didn't like that, you know, <laughs> but that didn't necessarily make me not like dick. It just made me not like that dick. So, you know, I mean, sometimes you got to kiss a few frogs. <laughs> sometimes you have to kiss a few frogs. That's, that's yeah. it. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so we have uh, we have Hope Ford uh, here this week. She has a series. Um, the uh, the first book in this series. Okay, I have to look at see what the name of the series is. I mean, I thought it was Player Loves Curves, but that's the name of the first book in the series. Um, here's the blurb. I'm a professional pitcher. I can have any woman I want, but who I want is Trinity. She thinks I'm a player, but I'm going to prove her otherwise. I have her V-card, but now I want it all. I'm going to make her mine. Hey, readers, I'm bringing you the boys of summer. I know I'm not the only one who loves a hot hunk of a baseball player, especially one that love their curvy plus-size women. Sit back and enjoy. It's going to be a scorching hot, insta-love kind of summer. So that book is called Player Loves Curves, and it's on Kindle Unlimited. I would definitely go grab that up if I were you. Mm-hmm. Yes, Sounds amazing. Yes. It's a really sexy guy in the cover in baseball uniform. Ooh, I like that. Not mad at it. No. Mm-mm. Baseball booty is the best. Baseball booty. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and uh, we're going to play <clears throat> the first installment of um, Just Call Me Baby by Hope Ford, and we'll talk to you on the other side. Bye. Bye. This is Just Call Me Baby by Hope Ford. Read for you by Gloria Tsai. Chapter 1 Emily So what do you like? The caller asks me. Almost instantly, I giggle and answer. I like it all. I'm still new to this. I'm awkward and not really good at it. But I've been a phone sex operator for a month now, and I still haven't actually had phone sex. However, already I've been able to financially help my mother take care of my little sister. She was diagnosed with asthma, and the cost of the medicine and treatments have been way more than my mom can afford on her waitressing job. So if I have to talk sexy to some stranger on the phone to help my sister, I'll do it. I've been lucky though, it seems. I've heard some horror stories about doing this, but it hasn't been that bad actually. The operator that I talked to at After Dark, the company I work for, seems to think I'm more of a relationship healer instead of a phone sex operator. But that's fine with me. It's hard to say what I want to do to you or what I want done to me when I've only experienced the real thing once and it wasn't all that. But usually, I get them talking and they start telling me about their relationship troubles or their mommy issues or whatever. I've found that mostly what they want is just someone to listen to them. And well... I'm really good at that. I'm in my senior year at Knox University, and if I didn't have a full scholarship that includes room and board, I wouldn't still be here. My mom worked hard for us all those years, but school was not going to be in the cards for me. The scholarship has given me opportunities that I never dreamed would be possible. So what do you like? I softly whisper into the phone. I'm laying back on my bed in my dorm room with my headset on, staring up at the popcorn ceiling I twirl the headset cord between my fingers. I have a small room, but I at least have it at the very end of the hallway and to myself. I'm a resident advisor this year, which means I help the underclassmen navigate dorm life. The first half of the year, I was pretty busy. Now, not so much. Everyone seems to have it figured out and have now made friends that they are able to depend on instead of always coming to me. Spanking? Oh, yeah. I groan into the phone as I reach for my flip-flop on the floor next to the bed. I like getting spankings. I slap my thigh with the flip-flop. It's amazing the things I've already learned doing this. I spend the next four minutes asking him what he likes about spankings, 
and then him telling me that his wife doesn't like it. She thinks I'm trying to be mean to her, and I get some people just aren't into it, but I am, and I have to get satisfied somewhere. As soon as he finishes his little speech, I ask him more about his wife and find out that she was a virgin until they got married, and they've only been married a month. Look, maybe you need to talk to her about it. If she's as shy and timid as you claim, then maybe it's all new to her. Maybe she just needs a little slower introduction into spanking. Maybe she would like it if you gave her time to get adjusted. We spend the next 30 minutes talking about how he could approach his wife on the subject, and when our time is up, he promises to call me back to let me know how it goes. I barely hang up the phone, and it rings again. Looking at the caller ID, I see that it's my little sister. Hey, sis. Hey, Emily. Her voice is husky, and I can tell she's not happy. Carrie had been a healthy 16-year-old, and then two weeks ago at cheerleading practice, she started wheezing, and they had to call an ambulance. There were what seemed like a hundred tests, only for them to claim she has asthma. I was sort of relieved, actually, when they said it, because to me, that was something she could live with. It wasn't a death sentence. But to her, it might as well have been. She's had to take a break from cheering, and what was once so easy, like walking to school or even class, now is hard for her to do. They've tried numerous different medicines, but so far, none of them seems to have been the one that's going to get her back to the way she was before. I sit up on the edge of the bed and try to keep the worry out of my voice as I ask, how was school? The sigh is loud and long and filled with attitude. <sighs> how do you think? It sucked, Emily. I can barely walk up the steps at school. I was late for two classes today. Everyone is looking at me like I have some disease that they're going to catch. And they are having Susie step in to be captain until I get back. I ignore the attitude because I know it sucks and it's a lot for her to deal with. I'm so sorry, Carrie. I really am. The doctors are going to figure it out, the right combination of meds or whatever, and you're going to be back good as new. Yeah, right, she mutters. It kills me to hear her this way. She's always been so positive and upbeat, and knowing how this is affecting her sucks. We talk for a few minutes, but my call waiting clicks in, and I see it's the dispatch number from After Dark. I can't afford to miss a call. I tell Carrie I love her before I click over and lower my voice into the phone. Hey there, sweetie. I was hoping you would call. No, I don't know who's on the other end, but they love to think I've been waiting just for them. Chapter 2 Owen Can we get back to the topic at hand? I think we've heard enough about the girl you met last night, Tyler. I spit out, sitting at the head of the conference table. I'm surrounded by my three younger brothers, and it's like they are each taking turns pissing me off. I'm trying to get a vote on the acquisition of the new company we're considering adding to our portfolio, and they are busy talking about their latest conquests. Tyler sits back in his chair and stares at me. Of the four of us, he's the most laid back, probably because he's the youngest. He's always been doted on, and because of it, he hardly ever focuses on the job at hand. Really, Owen? You need to chill, big brother. How long has it been since you got laid? I swear this is the same conversation we have at every weekly meeting. Somehow, he always brings into play my sex life, or, well, my lack of a sex life. 
Really, Tyler. But before I can go on, he asks me with all seriousness. No, really. How long has it been since you got any? I'm actually getting worried about you now. I fold my hands and set them on the folder in front of me. All three pairs of eyes are focused on me, and I'm doing my best not to lose my cool. My sex life is none of your concern. He just laughs as he gets up and grabs an apple and a bottle of water from the basket at the end of the table. Actually, it is. You're wound so tight, I'm afraid you could stroke out at any minute. Where will the company and the three of us be then? I think it's a completely legitimate question, and we deserve an answer. Shaking my head at his nonsense, I answer him between clenched teeth. You don't deserve an answer, and it's none of your business. Just because you think it's okay to get your dick wet two to three times a week doesn't mean we all need to follow suit. As the older brother, I've always taken on the most responsibility. Truth is, I don't date. I haven't in quite some time. I've been more interested in focusing on our family business. Our grandfather pretty much raised the four of us and started this company from the ground up. When he turned the reins over to me 10 years ago, I took it seriously. So I pretty much live, breathe, and eat the company. When I see that Tyler, Cam, and Jason are all staring at me, I get back to business. From everything I can see, Baker Security would make a great addition to the Briggs Foundation. In my honest opinion, we would be hard-pressed to get a better deal than what we can get with them. With all the companies we already hold, it only makes sense to make Baker Security part of our in-house divisions. We can use it to secure all of our locations, including the cyber companies we have now and will be purchasing in the future. To me, it's a win-win. Now, do we want to vote? We may all be different, but my brothers never really argue with me when I come up with a plan, even if it means spending millions of dollars on acquiring a new business venture. They know I have already looked at this from every angle and am confident it's a good solution. As each of them nods, I check Baker Security off the list and move on to the next order of business. My brothers and I are so different, but when it comes to the company, we all want it to succeed and are willing to put the work in. Tyler may give me a hard time, hell, they all do, but they all know that without my dedication to this company, we wouldn't be where we are today. We get back to business and go over the annual fundraiser for the children's charity that we donate to every year. We talk about the upcoming meeting with Granddad, and then we start talking about baseball and who we think is going to win it this year. Looking around at each of my brothers, I can't help but feel a sense of pride. They all contribute. You wouldn't know by looking at us, but we were once destitute and pinched every penny we had. When Granddad bought the first company and started making computers, we never realized how big it would become. After that, he bought multiple companies, and every one of them has been a success. But no matter how much money we make, I still feel like there's something missing. Maybe that's why I work so hard. I don't ever want any of us to worry about where our next meal will come from. As we all gather our laptops and bags, Jason and Cam walk out, leaving Tyler behind. He's standing in front of me, blocking the door, and I know he has something on his mind. What is it, Tyler? I ask, looking at my watch and realizing I have 10 minutes to get to my next meeting. The same blue eyes are looking back at me. You know I'm just giving you a hard time, right? I shake my head. I know. He puts his hands on his hips and looks up at me. 
but I really am worried about you. You need something, something else, besides just this. He waves his arms around the conference room and then looks back at me. Well, this is new. Usually he's giving me a hard time, but now he seems to be taking a different approach. Have I been that single-minded lately? Probably. I pat him on the back and we start walking toward the door side by side. I know, bub. I promise I'm going to take a break soon. You don't have to worry about me. He looks like he doesn't believe me, but I don't have time to worry about it now. I look at my watch again. I gotta go. I have another meeting, but I promise I'm going to consider what you're saying, okay? Am I really? Probably not. But I do need to go, and since Tyler is the war reward of the family, I'm going to tell him what he needs to hear to get him off my back. I can tell he doesn't believe me, but he nods his head before saying goodbye. As I'm in the cab heading across town, I get a text from him. The woman from the security firm wants you to call her at nine. He sends me the number, and I'm wondering why he is sending me this instead of my assistant, but I just text him back, got it. Chapter three, Emily. I sit back in the chair at the desk in my dorm room, studying for a psychology test for tomorrow. I try to concentrate and forget about the day I've had. Besides running late this morning, I spilled coffee all down the front of me and then didn't have time to go back to the dorm to change, so I had to wear the stained shirt for all of my classes. But probably the biggest upset of the day was when Carrie called me from home, saying she left school early and had a rough day. I wish these doctors could figure out what was going on with her and try to fix it, but so far, nothing seems to be working. Right when I crack open my book, my phone rings and the caller ID indicates that After Dark is on the line. I take a deep breath as I put my headset on. Hey there, sweetie. I was hoping you would call. The person on the end is quiet for a second until he clears his throat. <clears> um, <throat> uh, hi. This is Owen Briggs from the Briggs Foundation. His voice is smooth, deep, and gravelly. And for the first time on one of these calls, it actually affects me. The hairs on the back of my neck are standing up, and a chill runs through my body. Uh, hello? I'm sorry, I didn't get your name. The voice on the phone says when I'm quiet for too long. Emily. My name is Emily. And then I shake my head, realizing that I gave him my real name. What am I thinking? You never give out your real name. I take another deep breath, determined to get myself into the game. He sounds as if this is some kind of business fetish phone call. I mean, I get all kinds, so instantly, I flip over into business mode. But you can call me baby. So, Mr. Owen Briggs from the Briggs Foundation, tell me, what can I do for you tonight? How can I please you? He stutters, like I've caught him off guard. Uh, I thought we could talk about the plans for the purchase of the security firm. Mmm, I moan a little into the phone. I found that even though I'm not very good at this, as long as I moan and breathe into the phone a little, they really don't care. Sure, honey, we can talk about anything you want. Why don't we start with what I'm wearing? I barely hear his, uh, before I start to tell him about my see-through nighty and the loose tie I'm wearing around my neck. My last business fetish had a thing for ties, so I'm throwing it in there for a good measure. I'm confused. He clears his throat again. 
I straighten my headset, grab my phone, and move over to the bed. As I lie back, I figure I just need to be honest. I'm so sorry, sir. It's my fault. I've only been working for After Dark for a month now. However, if you tell me what you're looking for, I can go from there. I'll make sure you're not charged for the first five minutes. Owen. I type After Dark into my laptop that's sitting on the coffee table in front of me. The website pops up, and as soon as I see the logo, I recognize it's from a building that is right down the street from Briggs Foundation. I never realized when I saw the logo that it's a phone sex company. The website has the number I just dialed, with an asterisk saying that phone charges will be applied. Shaking my head, I can barely hold the laugh in. Fucking Tyler. He got me this time. Are you laughing at me? The woman with the sweet voice on the line asks me. No. I say instantly. My brother gave me this number as a joke. I'm sorry, I didn't realize that I was calling a phone sex operator. She laughs huskily. So what did you do to deserve this joke, Mr. Uh... Owen is my real name. I pick up my glass of brandy and take a swig of it. He's worried about me. He thinks all I do is work and has been on me to get laid. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. He thinks I need a break. I swear I can hear her roll her eyes through the phone. Well, Mr. Owen, I may have only been doing this for a month, but trust me, I've already heard three times worse than what you just said. No apologies needed. But I do have to know, what do you think? Do you work too much? I pull the phone away from my ear and look at it before bringing it to my ear again. Is she trying to get to know me? I've never called a phone sex operator before, but I don't really think this is how this works. I probably do need a break. I haven't been on a date in a long time, but I've been working on expanding the family business. That's been pretty much my whole life right now. Okay, she pauses, and I hear the sound of springs squeaking like she's rolling over on her bed. I reach down and adjust my thickening cock between my legs. I mean, really. If just hearing her voice and the bed springs does this to me, I probably do need a release. Well, Mr. Owen, what would you do if you did have the time to take a break? Her question stumps me for a second, but she's quiet, just waiting for me to respond. I don't know, honestly. Work is all I know, at least for the last 10 years. I guess if I had to decide, I would probably like to have someone to share it with. Maybe go on vacation beach somewhere. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. Do you know someone you would want to share it with? No, there's no one. I rub my hand across my forehead. I know I should end the call, but something's stopping me. Okay, well then, tell me about the type of woman you want to spend time with. Who would you want to take to the beach with you? She asks me curiously. No, really, I don't know. I start, but she interrupts me. Come on, Mr. Briggs. You have to know what you want in a woman. Tell me about her. I really want to know. I lean back on my couch and I try to think about it. I can't picture her in my head, but I can imagine what I would want her to be like. Well, of course, she would have to be okay with me working a lot. Her soft laugh fills the phone, and I pause to take it in. Of course she does. What else? Well... Family is important. She has to love being a part of a family because we're pretty tight. She would like to go on adventures, smart, 
but not take herself too seriously. Pretty, and can I be honest with you, Emily? I ask her, wondering what her real name is. Sure, she answers me huskily. My voice drops an octave, and I barely recognize it when I hear myself talk. You have a nice voice. I would want her to have a voice like yours. Her soft giggle comes across the line, and I savor it before she says, Thank you. We talk then for what seems like hours, but in fact, it's only 45 minutes. It isn't long before I'm thinking about her and what she looks like, picturing her as the woman that I'm envisioning for myself. When I hear her yawn into the phone, I tell her, thanks for talking to me. She's right when she says she's not very good at this. We didn't have phone sex, but I have to admit, I feel better and more relaxed than I have in a long time. Sure, maybe I'll talk to you again sometime she says. I chuckle. I doubt it. I mean, I'm not so hard up I would be calling a phone sex operator. This honestly was a mistake. Instantly, I know I said the wrong thing. I start to backtrack, but she's already telling me bye and hanging up. Fuck, I say as I hear the click of her hanging up. Why did I have to get so defensive and in the end insult her? I don't know her story. Only minutes go by and my phone dings. For an instant, I think it's her, but then I stupidly realize she doesn't know my number. When I open the app, it's a text from my brother Tyler. You still talking to me? I roll my eyes. He knows that none of us can stay mad at him long. He is the baby, after all. I text him back. No, but I should be. As soon as I hit send, I dial back the number for after dark. Instead of the sweet, soothing voice of Emily, I get someone else. Sorry, wrong number, I say right before I hang up. I toss my phone over to the coffee table and lean back on the couch, resting my head on the back of it. She is a phone sex operator. You own a multi-million dollar company. Forget about her, Owen. Chapter 4 Emily after the session with Owen, I didn't receive any more calls. I spent the rest of the night trying to concentrate on studying for my psychology test for today. But instead, all I did was keep thinking about him. He sounded like he had a lot of responsibility, and just from talking to him for a short time, it was obvious he needed a release. I want to bury my head in the sand when I think about what I said to him. I'm a phone sex operator, not a social worker. Instead of trying to fix his life, I should have been pleasing him. I make a promise to myself to do better. If I want to keep this job, I'm really going to need to step it up a little bit, or I'm going to start losing money. Just the thought of talking about sex with Owen has my body heat and my face flush. Walking across campus to class, I can't help but wonder what he looks like. I pull my phone out and send a quick text to my sister, asking her how she's doing before I stuff my phone back into my pocket. When I finally reach my classroom, I take my seat, and almost immediately the professor starts handing out the test. As I start taking it, I make a point of staying focused. I can't let Owen control my thoughts. Like he said, he's not desperate enough to need a phone sex operator anyway. I'm sure I'll never hear from him again. Owen. I tried my damnedest to forget about her, but after a restless night and biding my time until the clock reached 9 a.m., I finally pick up my phone and call the offices of After Dark. Hello, you've reached After Dark. If you know your extension, you may enter it now. 
or you can dial zero at any time for assistance. I hit the zero and wait to be connected. Patience is definitely a virtue that I don't have. I'm pacing my office, staring at my phone, willing for someone to pick it up. Hello, this is Evelyn from After Dark. How may I assist you? Hi, I spoke to an Emily last night on the phone, and I would like to be connected to her again, please. The woman seems hesitant when she answers me. I'm sorry, sir. If you wanted to speak again, she should have given you a code or extension to reach her again. And unfortunately, we are not able to give out personal information. I barely refrain from huffing into the phone. Look, I'm not a stalker. I just need to talk to her, that's all. She barely lets me finish, and almost like she's reciting from a book, she explains. I'm sorry, sir. It's company policy, and I cannot give out the information you are requesting. Click. Not getting anywhere, I hang up the phone. I hit the speaker button on my office phone. Jamie, can you come here, please? My assistant walks in the door. She's been my assistant for the last three years, and I don't know what I would do without her. Yes? She asks. I walk around my desk and hand her a piece of paper with the company name and phone number on it. There's a company called After Dark. I want to buy it. I want the employee files on my desk by the close of business today. Her face is red as she asks me, You want to purchase an escort company? I sit down on the edge of my desk and clench my fists at my sides. It's an escort company? She looks relieved when she thinks I don't know what the company does, but I interrupt her. I knew it was a phone sex business, but they do escorting too. Instead of answering, she nods her head. I wave my hand in front of me. Regardless, I want it. She looks like she wants to say something, but she doesn't. She simply nods her head and walks away. I spend the rest of the day waiting on the information I requested from Jamie. But I know how she works, and even though I gave her until the end of the day, she always exceeds my expectations. She has the files saved to a zip drive and on my desk by 1 p.m. I spend the rest of the afternoon going through the files. I try to remember everything she told me. I know she said her name was Emily, but that could be a fictitious name. I know she said she's a senior in college, but again, that could just be a story she told me. I go through sorting every file until I come across one that has the name of Emily. Emily Matthews. I open the file that has her resume, application, and photo. As soon as I see the picture, I would be lying if I said I didn't feel something. A jolt goes through my body, and immediately, without question, I know it's her. She's smiling at the camera, but I can sense a shyness about her. The picture is black and white, so I can only imagine the color of her hair and eyes, but I know it's her. I read her resume and her job application. She is a student at Knox University. Her current address is the college's address, so I assume she lives on campus. I keep flipping through the file, and when I see an ID code for her, I know that is the code I need to call to reach her. I put it into my phone even though I already have it memorized. I then call my private investigator. Mac, hey, I need a favor, and I needed it five minutes ago. He knows better than to turn away my business. I give him all her information and explain I want a full workup as soon as possible. A mere 30 minutes go by and I get a text from Mac. The file is in your email. I sit back at my desk. There's mergers and I should really be working on the security firm deal, but instead I have spent the whole day on Emily and After Dark. I click the icon to open my email and my brother Tyler walks into my office. He looks even more rumpled than he usually does. 
Tell me it's not true. I minimize my email window. What's not true? He points at Jamie, who's standing in the doorway. I asked Jamie, but she wouldn't tell me a thing. She's so damn loyal to you. His words cause Jamie's face to turn red, and she won't look me in the eye. Tyler doesn't even notice how his words affect her before he's asking me, Did you buy After Dark? There's no sense lying to him. He's going to find out the truth eventually. I nod. Yes. Yes, I did. He throws his hands up in the air. Can you tell me why the fuck for? Is this because of last night? What happened? I walk toward Jamie. That will be all. I tell her as she backs out of the room and I shut the door behind her. You know she has a crush on you, right? Tyler says to me with a sour look on his face. I shrug my shoulders. I've wondered, but there's nothing that will come of it. Tyler keeps staring at the door that Jamie just walked out of. Uh, Tyler, is there something you need to tell me about you and Jamie? His forehead creases, but instead of answering my question, he starts walking toward my desk. Oh no, you are not turning this on me. Spill it. Why do you buy the company? I sigh loudly. I'm exhausted. No sleep last night, and I've been on high alert all day, it seems. But there's no hiding this. Not from Tyler or from Jason and Cam. We tell each other everything. The girl I talked to last night, uh, well, I tried to call her back and they wouldn't tell me how to get through to her. So you bought the fucking company? He exclaims. She's a phone sex operator. Yeah, I know that. Well, honestly, she's not very good at it, but that's not the point. We really hit it off and I couldn't think of anything else, so I bought the company. Tyler starts pacing my office. What did I do? He stops and turns to me. You don't know anything about her. She could be an escort. Oh my God, Owen, I should have left you alone. I open the window on my computer. Actually, I just got the PI report. I was actually about to learn more about her. I wanted to look at this on my own, but I know there's no way Tyler is going to leave unless he's sure that I'm okay. He walks behind me and I start scanning the email. It has everything on it because my PI is thorough. Her name is Emily Jane Matthews. She's 22 years old. It has her mother's name and the fact that she has a younger sister that is 16 years old. Dad is deceased. She is a senior at Knox University. Full ride scholarship. Resident advisor. Straight A, 4.0 student. Dean's list. No police record, not even a speeding ticket. Hobbies include reading. Her library rentals include textbooks and romance. She spends most of her time in her dorm room. Only known extracurricular activity is volunteering at an after-school community center helping with students. Most recently started working at After Dark as a phone sex operator because she needed extra income and it would not interfere with her schooling or volunteer work. I read the report a second time and I seem to have forgotten that Tyler was still standing behind me until he leans his hand down on my desk. She's almost 10 years younger than you, Owen. I don't answer him. I only shrug my shoulders. You don't know what she looks like, he points out. I could open the file that has her picture, but I don't want to share that with him. Not yet. I don't want anyone looking at her. Okay, so what are you going to do? Call her? Tell her you bought a company to meet her? She's going to think you're crazy. I shake my head because I realize right now I probably do seem a little crazy. Everything I've done since I talked to her last night has been out of character, but I don't care. Nope. I'm just going to talk to her. Chapter 5 Emily 
Each time my phone rings, I think it's going to be him. But both times tonight, it was someone else. I'm on the verge of either quitting or I'm just waiting to be fired. For how determined I was earlier to do a better job at this, I truly don't know what I'm doing. When my phone rings again, I answer it in my sultry voice. I was hoping you would call. Emily? Instantly, I recognize his voice, and I cringe at the reminder that I gave out my real name instead of my stage name. Yes. This is Owen. I spoke to you last night. I clear my throat. Uh, I thought you weren't the type to call a phone sex operator. He doesn't laugh. He's quiet for a second, and then he apologizes to me. I felt bad about that all day. I know I insulted you, and I didn't mean to. That's one of the reasons I'm calling you. I wanted to tell you how sorry I am. I stare up at my popcorn ceiling. I know already that I'm breaking all the rules, but most importantly, rule number one, don't get involved with the caller. Already I can tell that I feel something for the man on the other end, and I know I shouldn't. I should hang up now, call the office, and change my pin code so he can't call again. But even knowing that everything I'm doing is wrong and can turn out bad, I don't do it. I can't force myself to hang up on him. No need to apologize. So what was the other reason you called? I ask him. He hems and haws for a second before he answers. I wanted to talk to you again. I can't stop the laugh from leaving my lips. Har har, Owen. You're a riot. I think we both already figured out that I suck at this phone sex thing. So why do you really call? He laughs at my joke, but I can hear the sincerity in his voice when he finally answers me. I liked talking to you, that's all. We don't have to have phone sex. I twirl the cord of the headset between my fingers. Hang up, Emily. Hang up now, I tell myself. Why would someone call a phone sex number but not want to have phone sex? But instead of hanging up, I whisper into the phone. I'd like that. Owen. So tell me about you, I ask her. She's hesitant, and I can't say I blame her. For all she knows, I could be a stalker or some serial killer. You don't have to tell me specifics. I know you don't know me, but maybe just a little about you. I hear the springs on her bed squeak, as if she's laying back. Uh, well, let's see. I, uh, go to college. I'm a senior. My dad passed away when I was little. I'm sorry, I tell her. It's okay. I'm okay. It was a long time ago. I have a little sister, and she lives with my mom. So that's all about me. What about you? Tell me about you. I pour myself a glass of brandy, and then set the bottle on the coffee table. My name is Owen Briggs. Owen? So your real name is Owen? She asks me. I know I don't know her well, but I won't lie to her. She could do a lot of damage to my name, my company, if the fact that we're talking got out. But I don't care. I haven't cared about any political correctness since I first heard her voice. Yes. My real name is Owen. I live in downtown Knoxville. I have three brothers, and we own the Briggs Foundation. Knoxville? She squeaks. Yes, Knoxville. Have you heard of it? I ask her, even though I know she has. Her college is close to the edge of town. I can tell by her voice she's freaking out a little. I hear the bed squeak again, and what sounds like her moving around a room. She's silent for so long, I begin to think I've screwed up. Right when I'm about to ask her if she's okay, she breathes heavily into the phone. Oh my, you're handsome. 
a deep chuckle leaves my mouth, and I know my face turns red. I barely hold back from telling her how beautiful she is in the picture I have of her in her employment file. I hear a smack, and then she mumbles. Oh my god, I said that out loud. I ignore her embarrassment. I guess you googled me? Uh, yeah, is that okay? She asks me timidly. Absolutely. I want to get to know you, and the only way to do that is for you to get to know me first. I'm glad you're being cautious, I tell her with complete honesty. She's quiet again, and I can't help but wonder if I said something wrong. Emily, you okay? She sighs loudly into the phone. Nothing can come of this, Owen. You're, well, you. And I'm me, a phone sex operator, and... Well, actually... We've already come to the conclusion you're not really that great at your job. I tell her to make her laugh and instantly she giggles into the phone. Before she can start pushing me away, I nip that in the bud. Look, Emily, I know this is weird. I know right now you feel like you can't trust me. But last night when we talked, I knew I had to talk to you again. That's all. I just want to talk to you. There's no harm in that, right? She seems to mull it over. But when she answers, it's not the answer I was looking for. We won't ever meet. I have to tell you that now. I can talk to you. I can try the phone sex thing. But I can't ever meet you. Her words hit me in the gut. Because if it was up to me, I would go and pick her up right now. I would take her from the two small dorm room with the squeaky bed and bring her here to my house, where she could sleep on my soft mattress with the luxury sheets. She wouldn't want for anything, but already, even the little I do know about her, I know she wouldn't accept that. Even though I know I'm lying to her, I tell her what she wants to hear. Okay. Hey, we're back. Hi. How's it going? Hey Okay, so definitely go to Kindle Unlimited and look for all of Hope Ford's books. Uh, you can also go to authorhopeford.com forward slash subscribe to to um, subscribe to her newsletter. She has over 80 titles available, like we said, lots of uh, lots of yummy alpha males. So go check her out. And she's giving away, I believe, a gift card on readmeromance.com right now. So head over and enter to win. Sweet. And we'll be back on Friday with more of Just Call Me Baby by Hope Ford. So let's do we'll see it. you then. Leah, tell them what to do. Fuck your day up. Make today your bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye. Bye. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book that's fine. Or you could sit back, relax, and unwind. And read me